1: Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash This
2: is
0: VEASAN Daily Morning Bets. Here is your host, Josh Applebaum.
3: Hello and welcome to VEASAN Daily Morning Bets, a quick 15-minute podcast highlighting the top games and biggest line moves that bettors need to know about each day. Today is Thursday, December 15th.
0: Game of the night.
3: For the game of the night, we're going to kick off NFL Week 15 with a big Thursday night football showdown between the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. This game kicks off at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time on Amazon Prime, so make sure you have your login credentials ready to go. And currently, we have the 49ers listed as either a 3-point or 3.5-point road favorite, with a total of 43. Now, going to this big divisional matchup, the 49ers are 9-4. They've won six straight games. They're playing great football. Uh, they just crushed Tom Brady in the Bucks, 35 to 17, easily covering as a three and a half point home favorite. And they'll be facing Seattle, who's kind of struggled a bit as of late. They're seven and six, winning record, but they've lost three of their last four, and they just fell to Carolina, 30 to 24, losing outright as a four point home favorite. Now, the way we, that we've seen this line trend, it actually opened at the 49ers listed as just a three point road favorite, and we've seen the 49ers get bet up to minus three and a half. Currently, 73% of bets are backing San Francisco. Uh, the public says, hey, it's a short number. The 49ers are red hot. Seattle struggled a bit here. Lay the points with San Francisco. So this early lopsided betting did push San Fran from minus three up to three and a half. However, we have seen quite a bit of buyback over the last 24 to 48 hours on the Seattle Seahawks at plus three and a half. Now, some of these books are, and if you look at pay attention to the juice, you always want to pay attention in particular when you're around a key number or a hook here. So what I'm seeing is, number one, a lot of books that got up to three and a half, they're trending back down to three towards Seattle. And that's a big, important sign because San Francisco is getting, again, heavily lopsided betting, three out of four bets. You would think this line would just go up and up. San Fran minus three to three and a half to minus four to four and a half. But no, we've seen a lot of resistance at the hook there at three and a half. So either the line got up to three and a half, went back down to three, Or the three-and-a-halves out there are all really juiced up towards Seattle. So there's a lot of plus three-and-a-half Seattle at minus 120, looking like this thing will will kind of naturally go back down to three. So that's notable to me because Seattle, uh, aside from kind of this late movement in their favor, they do match quite a few betting systems tonight. The Seahawks would qualify as a primetime dog. Primetime dogs are 25-17 and against the spread, 60% this year. Dogs who failed to cover the previous week, kind of a buy-low opportunity. They're 48-23 against this spread, 59%. Divisional dogs, you know, kind of that built-in familiarity, causing those dogs to bark louder because they kind of know their opponent and what to expect. It levels the playing field, benefits the team getting points. Divisional dogs are 40-26 and 26 ATS this year, 61%. Pete Carroll in particular, 5-3 ATS as a dog this year, and 46-29 and ATS, 61% in his career. And Kyle Shanahan, head coach of San Francisco, He's just 21 and 28 against the spread, 43% as a favorite. Now, we've also seen kind of interesting movement with the total in this one. It opened at 41 and a half, and we saw it get bet up all the way to 43 and a half. So it's like, okay, a lot of of money uh, seems to be taking the over here. However, over the last 24 hours or so, it's been all buyback toward this under. The 43 and a halves are pretty much all gone. You're back now down to 43 uh, and all these um, 43s look like they may be trending down to 42 and a half. So all the late movement seems to be going under here. Currently, 36% of bets, but 55% of the money is on the under. Uh, and again, that tells me that you have a big public betting over. Yet the late movement is falling. Primetime unders this year are 25 and 17, 60%. You also get outdoor divisional unders. This has been a really good angle historically for me to bet on. A divisional game, you kind of know your opponent but also that outdoor element. You want to get rid of any dome games, which uh, domes, obviously, or closed-roof stadiums benefit overs because of the perfect conditions in terms of the weather and the elements. But outdoor divisional unders, they're 29-14 and 14 this year, 67%. Also, a lot of injuries to be aware of tonight. Number one, Brock Purdy, uh, kind of the new, the new shiny object here, taking over San Fran, uh, leading him to a, a win here their last time out. He's questionable with an oblique injury, but he is expected to play. Uh, But no Debo Samuel, uh, one of the most electric uh, playmakers here in the NFL. He got hurt. He's going to be out here for quite a bit, at least multiple weeks. So no Debo. And one benefit for Seattle, they're going to get Kenneth Walker Jr. back, the star running back for Michigan State. He missed last game, but he he was a full participant in practice throughout the week. So uh, Kenneth Walker should be good to go. So, uh, again, we're seeing a lot of buyback on Seattle, especially getting the hook at 3.5. And we did see early over money, but late money seems to be trending under here. For a big Thursday night football showdown on Amazon Prime at 8:15 between San Fran and Seattle.
2: Best of the rest.
3: For the best of the rest, I'm going to look toward the NBA for a matchup that may not be the most popular game of the night, but it has some pretty good betting implications here and a really sneaky sharp line move. So I'm talking about the Miami Heat and the Houston Rockets. This is an 8 p.m. game uh, tipping off in Houston. Currently, the Miami Heat are listed as a four and a half point road favorite with a total of 222. Now going to this matchup. Uh, both teams are playing pretty good basketball. They both won three of their last four. Miami is 14 and 15, trying to get to 500, uh, and they just beat Oklahoma City Thunder last night, 110 to 108. Uh, they didn't cover, however, as a two and a half point road favorite. Meanwhile, Houston, bad record, nine and 18, very young team, had a bunch of uh, lottery picks here recently, but they have won three of their last four. They're on a homestand where they've had some couple really impressive uh, wins here. Now they just beat Milwaukee at home, 97-92, as a 10-point home dog. And then, then they followed that up by beating Phoenix, 111-97, as a 6.5-point home dog. So they're 2-0 on this homestand. Uh, now what we've seen here is some respected money taking the Houston Rockets and the points. Miami opened as a 5-point favorite on the road. We've seen them get bet down to minus 4.5. And some shops are even trending down to 4. So this line is moving toward Houston. That's notable because a majority of bets are backing Miami here, just saying, hey, Much better record. They won three of four. Yeah, Houston there had a couple uh, big upset wins, but still don't believe in them. They're too young with a bad record. However, despite public going Miami laying the points, line is dropping toward Houston. So that tells me some sharp reverse line movement on Houston. It would also be kind of a rest-first tired play advantage in favor of the Rockets. You had, obviously, last night Miami played uh, in Oklahoma City Thunder, not a huge travel spot from Oklahoma to to Texas, but that would be a rest-first tired in terms of a team on the second leg of a back-to-back. Uh, last last playing last night on the 14th, whereas Houston has been off a couple of days. They last played on the 13th. Miami is also playing their third game in four days on the road, so kind of a tough schedule spot. Also, look at home road. Uh, Miami is just 5-9 and nine on the road, even though they won yesterday. Houston, despite a really bad record, they're awful on the road, but at home, where they are tonight, they're 6-5. and five, So they've played pretty well at home. Again, it looks like some respect to money grabbing the points. I'd lean Rockets on the points in this one. Also, keep an eye on the total. It opened at 223. We've seen it get bet down to 222. So it looks like some respected money is leaning under here. Makes sense. Miami is one of your slower teams in the NBA or slowest. Uh, they are number 27 in terms of pace. Offensively, two bad offensive efficiency teams. Houston is 28th. Miami is 26th. And they've really trended under recently. Uh, Houston is 4-1 to the under their last five. They're 6-5 to the under at home. And Miami is 4-2 to the under their last six. And 7-2 and to the under their last nine on the road. So public likes Miami here, but kind of a bet against the team on the second leg of a back to back Uh, rest advantage for Houston line, move to Houston, a little bit of money here, taking the under uh, for a big showdown here between the heat and the rockets at 8 PM tonight,
2: Josh's sweats
3: for Josh's sweats. My first sweat of the night, I'm going to go back to that Thursday night football showdown and I'm going to take Seattle plus three and a half in the hook. Give me the Seahawks with the hook tonight at home. Uh, A couple things going on with this one, guys. Number one, just from a buy low, sell high standpoint, I think it's a great opportunity to sell high on San Fran and buy low on Seattle. San Fran, obviously 9-4. and four, They've won six straight. The, the Purdy badness is in full effect here. So they're really going to be never going to be more overvalued than they are right now. And I think you're getting a lot of buy low opportunity on Seattle. Uh, they're 7-6, and six, but they've lost three of their last four. You lose outright to Carolina as a favorite. So again, this is kind of a buy low on Seattle, a sell high on San Fran. But to me, it's also just a really, really blueprint play for me in terms of a sharp contrarian angle in a heavily bet primetime game. So we kind of talked about this line move here. It opened San Fran minus three. You got up to San Fran minus three and a half. But all this buyback is is really coming in hard on Seattle plus three and a half. So uh, again, the fact that Seattle is only getting across the market like 27 percent of bets, they uh, check off the box of just being contrarian and heavily bet game, just a straight up bet against the public play. I'm a contrarian better because more often than not, the public loses. They don't bet based on data or analytics. They don't set their own numbers. They're betting based off of gut instinct and bias. So just from a bet against the public standpoint, uh, Seattle has a lot a lot of value. But something I learned a long time ago as a contrarian better is that contrarian's great. It's a foundation. It's a long-term play that's, that is profitable, but you also have to have to have an element of respected money, of sharp action. So the sharp action to me is this reverse line movement or line freeze. You know, you're opening three, you're staying three. You get up to three and a half. You see a lot of juice bringing it back down uh, to three. So I'm going to take the plus three and a half. This is also a really important example of shopping for the best line. Like I'm looking at my odds page at Veasan.com right now. Veasan.com/slash/odds. I see a lot of threes. I see a lot of three and a halves juiced up to Seattle. So if you're a new sports better, uh, one big mistake that a lot of new betters and a lot of you know betters who have been betting for quite a while make as well is they only bet through one sports book that's a big big disadvantage because if you only bet through one book I get it maybe it took a while to open the account you don't want to you don't have the time to open up another account it's just easy to just open up your one bet your one account and place your bets but don't do that make sure you have multiple outs that way you can shop for the best line because you are really hurting yourself if you're just at the mercy of whatever your one book is, is showing to you you have to play that number uh, big advantage to shop for the best line is there are three and a halves out there so make sure you shop around find the hook with the three and a three um, and again, super, super important here because three is the most common key number. It's the most common method of scoring, the field goal. And we see a disproportionate of games land on a final margin of victory of three. So if you're on Seattle, you want that three and a half because if you lose by three, you'll, you'll be, able to, uh, be able to cover with the hook. So not only are we super contrarian heavily back game, it's a buy low sell high. Uh, it's got some late reverse line movement back three and a half down to three or at least trending that direction. Uh, but also I mentioned in the outset, a ton of system matches. I'm a big system guy as well. Primetime Dogs, 60% ATS this year. Dogs who failed to cover the previous week, 59%. Divisional Dogs, 61%. Pete Carroll, 61% as a dog. Shanahan has been bad as a favorite. I mentioned, nope, now Brock Purdy's going to probably play, but he's banged up. No Debo Samuel. Uh, and then also Kenneth Walker Jr. in the lineup here tonight. So if you add it all up, guys, I think there's a lot of value here to buy low on Seattle. Take took to with a 35 Uh, Also a couple angles here as well, uh, betting percentages, only 27% bets, but 45% of the money is on Seattle. So that's a way to use the discrepancies, uh, low bets, higher dollars, you know, only a quarter of bets, but almost half the money. tells me those bigger, sharper wagers are taking Seattle and the points. Then also kind of correlative betting. Uh, We have a low total of 43 uh, with a dog getting three and a half or three. So whole point being low totals are good for dogs. Uh, because the fear amount of expected points scored it's harder for the favorite to cover now if this was a total of 50 that wouldn't be great for a dog you know with a favorite the higher total is better because more expected points scored may basically more likely uh, or easier for that favorite to cover the number but we have a dog low total we have a really good divisional dog opportunity a lot of good system matches late buyback super contrarian uh, as well as some good injuries that kind of are a detriment to san fran and, and a good angle to seattle so Give me Seattle. I'm on the Seahawks. Make sure you find look if you're betting Seattle. I'm on Seattle, plus three and a half. For my other Josh's Sweat of the Night, you know I got to throw in an NHL bet. We had a nice, uh, nice 2-0 night uh, with our Morning Bets pod. Uh, Josh's Sweats yesterday with Arkansas State, by the way, coming up big, made us sweat, uh, and then also had a big hit there uh, yesterday with what was the other NHL bet we had? Oh, yeah, Minnesota uh, Wild. But tonight, I'm going to go Boston Bruins. Give me the Bruins. I got the Bruins at minus 210. Uh, they open at minus 200, so they're up to minus 210. As always, reminder, bet to us, not bet to win. Anytime I throw out a, a favorite like this that's a, a bit of a higher number, just like last night with the Wild, you're only you're only risking. You're always betting to risk, not to win. What does that mean? Every play, you're risking one unit. You're getting the equivalent of whatever the odds would be uh, on the take back. So uh, in this case, Boston minus 210, I'm risking one unit to win a little less than a half unit. Uh, again, the whole point being, if you're bet to win, you're, you'd be risking 2.1 units to win one unit. whole point being, if you lose, any bet I lose, I just want to lose one unit. Make it very simple on yourself. You can really lose multiple units and get in a, a deeper hole if you bet to win and you lose on these favorites. So really, really important here. But bet trust not bet to win. Give me the Boston Bruins at minus 210. Mention the line move. Bruins open around minus 200. You're up to minus 210. So you've seen respect to money hit Boston. Uh, this would match with a home fave with a line move in their direction. 121 and 60, 67% this year. Uh, You also look at non-division steam. uh, Teams, two different divisions. One team's taken in steam of 10 cents or more. Those teams are 158 and 87, 64%. Home favorites, minus 200 or more, 72% this year. Uh, Favorites off a win, 64%. Uh, You also look at uh, variations of a home fave off a win, opponent off a loss. It's been about 65% last few years. Also, Boston, 17 and 2 is a favorite. When they're expected to win, they win. They're also 15-0-1 at home. Uh, they've been great here at home and as a favorite. They have the better offense and defense. They're averaging 3.9 goals a game, uh, you only, only 3.3 for the Kings. Uh, defensively, they're only giving up 2.2 goals a game versus 3.7 for the Kings. Also, special teams is something I'll lean on, power play. That David Pasternak, one-timer from the elbow, uh, from the dot. Uh, Boston is 29% on the power play, only 23% for the Kings. And penalty kill. 86% for Boston, only 70% uh, for the LA Kings. Also, uh, obviously Boston, one of the best records in hockey. They've won three of their last four. LA Kings have lost three of four, and the Kings have lost 10 of their last 15 games. This is a team that started off pretty hot, but they have really tailed off here as of late. Also injuries. Uh, Victor Arvidson, good player here for the Kings. He might, he might miss this game. Uh, Drew Dowdy, I noticed, was questionable, the good defenseman for the Kings. And the Bruins are pretty much fully healthy, But David Krejci's been hurt. He may play tonight. He was questionable. So we'll see if he's in. Uh, If you ask me, if the Bruins have a line move, they're at home, uh, and they've been great at home and as a favorite at the Garden, better special teams, better metrics, a lot of betting systems, I'm going Boston Bruins, guys. Give me the Bs at minus 210. That about does it for today's VEASAN Daily Morning Bets podcast on Thursday, December 15th. But reminder, if you're new to VEASAN, uh, we have so much great content, great sports betting information every single day to help you win. The easiest thing you can do to get yourself acclimated to VEASAN, sign up for the newsletter. It's free to your inbox every morning. Keep you posted when you're making your bacon and eggs and your coffee in the morning about what's going on that day in the betting world and at VEASAN in particular. Sign up for free. You can sign up vison.com slash newsletter. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Live. You can find me at Josh underscore insights. I wish you the best of luck. Have a fantastic Thursday. Enjoy the sweats. Don't forget to tip your ticket writer, and as always, hope you can cash some bets tonight. Because as the as the as the wise guy Godfather of Eason likes to say, Brent Musburger, cashing tickets—that's what it's all about. Enjoy the sweats, everyone. Have a great Thursday.